You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone. What's going on? This is Isaac again. I want to welcome you to another episode uh, here. And uh, I actually want to come on and I wanted to do give you all some extra material. Uh, I had a I had some good feedback on the last episode that I did um, dealing with the apostolic church and uh, uh, whether or not uh, what people call apostolic is really apostolic or whether it's charismatic. And uh, I want to actually talk about some of the differences uh, between apostolic churches, apostolic people, uh, and prophetic churches and prophetic people. Are they the same? Because sometimes what we do is we uh, what I've heard people do is use those terms, those terms interchangeably where they'd say this is an apostolic and prophetic house or uh, this is an apostolic and prophetic leader an apostolic and prophetic uh, person. Uh, These are apostolic and prophetic people. And uh, but the thing is, if you can say that they're apostolic and prophetic, then there has to be some differences between the two. So what I've come to realize is that many uh, churches, many leaders, many people uh, who say that they're apostolic and prophetic, they may be more one than the other. Uh, They may be more of a prophetic person, church leader than they are an apostolic church uh, leader. Uh, 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 or person. And uh, quite honestly, uh, when there's no definition uh, that's in place, it's kind of hard to distinguish between the two because the lines begin to get blurred. Now, what I want to do, this will probably be more of a teaching moment. And again, this is a bonus episode, so that's absolutely fine. Uh, But what I want to do is kind of lay some foundation as far as how I believe the church uh, is was organized by Jesus. And then I'll go into what I believe the two differences are. All right. So for one, I believe that when Jesus built his church, remember the first thing that he did uh, was he he called 12 men uh, to himself uh, out of the disciples or the followers that he had. And uh, out of those 12 men, he said, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to call you apostles. Scripture say he went away to pray. He came back and he named them the 12 apostles. So what we see is that Jesus placed uh, his mandate, his vision, his assignment. Uh, he he gave access to the totality of his life, uh, life experience, ministerial experience to 12 apostles. And uh, he told Peter, he said, on this rock. I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And uh, he said, you shall no longer be called Simon. You shall be called Peter. And uh, I believe that what Jesus was doing was he was he was giving um, the church. He was laying the foundation of the church, that foundation being who Jesus is, a revelation that he's the Christ, the son of the living God. Uh, But he's giving that revelation to lay a foundation uh, to 12 men. He gave that foundation just not to 12 men, but he gave that foundation to 12 apostles. I believe that the church, before anything else, should be apostolic. And uh, if you remember, if you haven't heard the previous episode that I actually released uh, earlier this week, um, the episode 
uh, I actually defined what I believe apostolic means. When people use the term apostolic, uh, I gave a definition of what I believe that actually means. And uh, what I actually said was that when people define what an apostle is or what an apostolic church is, I believe that they are people, uh, an apostle or an apostolic church are called to release heaven's influence upon a region and upon a people. Uh, Let me say that again. I said, I believe that if you are an apostle or if you are an apostolic church, you are a church, you are a people who are called to release the influence of heaven upon a region and upon a people. Uh, So what God did, what Jesus did was he gave the church to these 12 men. These men became the foundation. I want you all to pay attention. In the Old Testament, they didn't have apostles in the Old Testament. Uh, The primary leaders in the Old Testament underneath the Old Covenant were prophets. They were prophets. So so, So God's people relied on the voice of the prophet, relied on the leading of the prophet. But what we see Jesus did was he instituted uh, was now he gave the foundation of his church, of his new covenant to be laid upon a foundation that apostles will lay. In other words, the primary obligation and responsibility of the church is to release the culture, to release the influence of heaven into a region and to release the influence of heaven, the influence of Jesus Christ into a people where those people become conduits to carry out the same assignment that the apostles uh, did to a degree where they would release the influence of heaven upon a region, upon a sector of society, a sphere of influence uh, and upon a people out of that apostolic foundation. What we see is that when you look at the book of Acts onward, what you see is out of that apostolic foundation, you see all of a sudden a prophet pop up. You see Agabus pop up. Then you see other prophets pop up. You see you see uh, um, 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 Judas and you see Silas begin to pop up. Then you begin to see other teachers pop up in Acts uh, chapter 13. There were certain teachers and prophets. Now we see prophets and teachers. Then, all, then out of nowhere, we see an evangelist pop up out of this apostolic church, this foundation, where we see Philip the evangelist uh, uh, begins to, uh, to he begins his, his uh, evangelistic career. And then we see elders and we see, we see pastors begin to pop up uh, within the new covenant. But all of those other gifts, they popped up out of an apostolic foundation. So there, so I believe that God's intention for the local church was it to primarily be apostolic. So even if you were a prophet, you had apostolic DNA. If you were a teacher, you had apostolic DNA. If you were an evangelist, if you were a pastor, you had apostolic DNA. You had that innate mandate within you, uh, even if your expression is different, you would still release um, the influence of heaven within a region, within a people, um, through your individual and, and, and customized expression, whether apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, through your expression, you would you would influence 
a nation. You would influence a region, influence a people uh, through heaven's uh, a culture, heaven's influence. So uh, sometimes I want to lay that foundation because what, what began to happen, uh, what I've seen in many churches is people begin to adopt terminology uh, like a apostolic. People would say we're apostolic, but they're really not apostolic. You don't see that. You don't you don't see that 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 heavenly influence, that 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 heavenly impact uh, in their ministry. They may ju- they may be a local church that that's that's simply a pastoral church that may be a, a primarily teaching church, a, a, a primarily prophetic church. But you don't really see that apostolic seedbed, that apostolic foundation where their main concern is influencing uh uh, a region or influencing a people with heaven's influence. So what I want to talk about really briefly is um, the difference between apostolic ministry and prophetic ministry. I want to talk about very briefly uh, some of the differences between uh, a, a church that focuses on the apostolic versus a church that focuses on the prophetic and kind of how you can see uh, just through their expression, primary expressions, uh, what some of the differences are. So let me say this. Prophetic churches, churches that emphasize on the prophetic primarily, emphasize on the prophetic primarily, maybe led by a prophet, maybe led by uh, someone who is more inclined uh, to the prophetic ministry. Typically with these types of churches, what you see with prophetic churches is that by nature, they're concerned uh, not necessarily with influencing people with heaven's influence through their life necessarily, but most prophetic churches and most prophetic people, what they do is they're more concerned with making people aware of what God is saying and what God is doing. So uh, let me give you an example. If you're uh, if, if you're part of a prophetic church and let's say uh, you work at uh, McDonald's and uh, and in McDonald's, um, the expression of what you feel like you are accomplished um, in, in many cases, the height of your accomplishment as far as being a Christian or someone who's being authoritative or someone who's being a good servant uh, of God, um, your the height of your expression is that you're able to tell people, hey, this is what God told me, or hey, this is what God showed me. This is what God told me about you. This is what God showed me about you. And through that prophetic ministry, if, if the person's like, hey, that was right on the head. Thank you so much for that. I feel strengthened. I feel encouraged. I feel um, um, they may even give their life to God from it. That that in many cases with primarily prophetic churches is the height uh, of their satisfaction um, to know that they were influential, that they were um, of, of someone who was used by God to relay what God was saying to them. And now that they release what God said to them, that person can now uh, put to action whatever it is, the word that was given to them. And now it's up to them to carry that word, to bring it into manifestation. You did your job. 
You ministered the word of the Lord to them. And now that burden is released from you. And I want to say this. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's very important with prophetic ministers and prophetic ministry to be able to express what God is saying, what God is doing. Uh, I talked about in an earlier podcast. I don't remember how many podcasts ago, how many episodes ago, but I talked about how the prophetic is speaking and expressing the heart, mind and will of God. So if you do that and if that's your dominant expression, I believe that that's a great expression. But it's different than an apostolic expression. And I'll just I'll say that it's different from an apostolic expression. Prophetic churches by nature are concerned with making people aware of what God is saying, aware of what God is doing. But apostolic churches by nature are different. Apostolic churches by nature are concerned with transforming culture. They're more concerned with transforming culture through their influence than they are transforming culture simply through their words. They are more concerned with transforming culture through their influence, through heaven's influence upon their life. So in other words, when people encounter apostolic people, an apostolic leader, an apostolic uh, church, an apost- a, a person who has an apostolic foundation, when someone encounters their life, they typically come into an experience uh, with heaven, where they get a taste of heaven. When they encounter your life, they, in, they, 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 they get a taste of heaven. When they encounter your life, they get a glimpse of Jesus's life. Typically with apostolic people, um, their influence is more about what they carry than what they say. And I'll say this, it's different with prophetic people because what I've seen is uh, I've seen people who prophesy extremely accurately, but their lives do not line up with what they say. I see people who uh, and this is the thing, like like when you talk about trying those who say they are apostles or trying those who say they are apostolic, one of the things that 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 makes someone who is truly apostolic different than another is that you can see the fruit of their life through their lifestyle because they don't just carry heaven's word. They carry heaven's culture. Their life uh, um, 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 exudes the the culture, the manifestation of God's heart. Their lives do. So even if let's take the same person, you working at McDonald's and, and, and you come out of an apostolic foundation just through your lifestyle, just through your conversation, just through your demeanor, uh, 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 simply through your temperament, simply through your tone, simply through how you serve, how you um, engage with the people around you. People are experiencing heaven and people are experiencing a, a, um, a glimpse of who Jesus is. And oftentimes it's not even intentional. And all of a sudden you see things around the organization begin to change simply because you were placed in that organization. And I'm just not talking about apostles. I'm talking about people who carry an apostolic culture on the inside of them who come out of an apostolic foundation. So it's very different. I've seen people who are prophetic and they give the word of the Lord, but they're mean, they're selfish. You know, it's a lot of different things. So I believe that what God wants to do is he wants to begin to merge the apostolic and the prophetic, like truly merge it, just not merge it in terminology, but but truly merge the two cultures to where people are experiencing a glimpse of heaven and people are experiencing a taste of Jesus by your life, through your life. And things are changing and, and, and culturation is beginning to happen where things are conforming to match the culture that you come from. And now the culture that you're sent to is starting. Starting to adjust to what God has mandated you to be 
and you're able to speak and express the heart of God to where people are receiving the word of the Lord through the prophetic foundation, the prophetic culture that you come from so that they can be edified. They can be strengthened. They can be comforted. They can be charged. They can be uh, brought into alignment to what God is saying and what God is doing. So I believe that the two are very important. Listen, I just want to come on, y'all, because I honestly I love talking about uh, this type of uh, this type of thing. And uh, I believe that God is raising up true apostolic ministries. He's raising up true apostles um, who will partner with the other four ministry gifts, the uh, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, the pastor, and we'll begin to see the church that God intended to be in the earth. So listen, I love y'all. Thanks for rocking with me on this bonus episode. If you enjoy the content, do me a favor and uh, go ahead and share this. Don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to uh, to rate this, um, this episode, this podcast, especially on Apple. Don't forget to rate it because it helps to get the word out there. Listen, I love y'all. Y'all have a great day. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.